just an unfiltered look uh, uh trav's kids discovered where he is so now it's trouble right they're playing hide and seek and they found me Jay, start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. Today, we've got the Whisper episode. I'm Trav, and it's really loud here because someone turned on the waterfall to the pool. How dare they? Oh, such such difficult problems to deal with out on the road. The nerve. I don't know how you, I mean, gosh, turning on the waterfall while you're trying to record a podcast. I mean, yeah, the nerve. You should go over there and throw a fit. Just be like, hey, don't you guys know what I'm doing here? Don't you know who I am? I'm the co-host of the Location Indie Podcast, and this waterfall is interrupting my audio flow. <laughs> we, we anyway. told you, it's, it's, the, it's the behind the scenes look, Jay. I have to be outside on the porch because the kids are inside with a nanny. And if they know I'm here, they're going to be screaming. So I'm outside, mm, yeah. but then there's a waterfall at the pool. Again, such yeah. a hard life. And oh. I say this completely tongue in cheek for anyone who, uh, who thinks otherwise. Indeed. Well, I am Jason. We're the co-founders of the, the community, Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com and uh, Trav. We're talking, we're, we're always talking triangle freedom in some way, shape, or form, right? We talk about the financial freedom, the location freedom, and the time freedom. And we're going to hit on, you said we're going to hit on some part of that triangle today. I'm not actually sure what we're talking about, but. Yeah, I've got the show queued up. We are doing the, tr- we're going to talk time freedom. And Jay, we're going to talk time freedom today because when we were just doing our side hustle success challenge recently, which was which went phenomenally well, if you guys were a part of it. Welcome. Thank you for um, for being a part of it. We're going to be running a few more of these. So uh, be on the lookout for our next challenges. They are the most fun things that we do with our business are these, are these challenges. And when I ask the question to people and we discuss the triangle freedom of time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom, I ask people to rank them. And I said, what right now to you is the most important freedom? And while it was definitely split, like everyone had their own answer... Um, time freedom did show up at the top more than either of the other two. And I have my hunches on why that is. Um, and we can get into that in a little bit. But on our last location in the accountability call, which I just got off of, when we split people into groups and I was fly on the walling of uh, listening to what people in the groups were saying, there was a lot of this desire to be able to not feel guilty about how people are spending their time, right? To become more efficient with their time, but also to not feel guilty when you don't get as much done as you want to get done or, you know, something comes up and it and it makes, it allows you like, or forces you not to do the thing that you had planned to do. And I think, you know, a lot of people listening and you can just like shake your head if you're listening and this is you, there is a lot of guilt around time and time is one of the hardest things to start getting a grasp on when it comes to doing your own business, whether that you're, whether you're a full-fledged entrepreneur, right, Jay, and, and, you're, and you've left your nine to five and you're someone who is now doing that hustle full-time or you're someone who's trying to build a side hustle, this idea of time 
and not feeling guilty about how you're spending the time is one that hits a lot of people in the face. And I know it hits me in the face a lot. And it's even hitting me in the face this week. Told you we're going to give like an unfiltered view. Like even two hours before we were recording this call, I started to feel that anxiety of like, oh, it's Tuesday when we're recording this, like Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, my schedule's not set. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And and I started to be very reactive and it started to get me a bit panicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the thing that, as I think about this and we talk through this and, and we, at least I know I call entrepreneurs guilt in some way, right? You have to learn how to conquer it. Otherwise, you're just always on. I read I read something interesting in a, in a book uh, the other day. I wish I could remember which one because I'm reading like four books right now. But, um, uh, or maybe it was an article, but they were just talking about this concept of, you know, back in the day, like earlier industrial revolution, you you know, you went to a factory or you went somewhere like that. And at the end of the day, like you put your tools down and you went home. But for a lot of people now, especially if you're, you're creating, you're uh, as an entrepreneur, you're doing something for yourself. You're always creating in some way, shape or form. Your tool is your mind and you can't put that down, right? Like there's nowhere to set your mind and go somewhere else. So, I mean, you know, I guess you could argue like drugs or alcohol or something like that. You you don't really want to get into that. We're talking about like a healthy lifestyle, right? So it's like this idea of like you, you, you know, then you're like carrying your work with you all the time because you're constantly working out these problems in your head. Sometimes that can be fun because there's a creativity around that. But other times it just ends up being um, a burden, right? And uh, I think one of the questions that comes up, I know, uh, just an unfiltered look, uh, uh, Trav's kids discovered where he is. So now it's trouble, right? They're playing hide and seek and they found me. (laughs) But um, yeah, and I think uh, I was just going to say one thing that kind of pops into my head when I start going down the anxiety rabbit hole for myself in this way and it's usually triggered by like, as, as I'm talking this out, I just realized this, it's this question of like, how am I going to get all of this done? Right? That's kind of like the core of it. And from there, let the games begin. Let the mental games begin. And, and there's a few things to look at with that. And we're not going to get into all of them today because we'll do some other episodes about them. And if you've been a part of our ecosystem, you know you've heard this before. But the, but the one thing that we'll gloss over, but it's crazy important is that you have to ask yourself, well, what's necessary? How am I going to get all of this done? And then start to say, well, does this need to be done? And that's a separate podcast. We can use our own system, only what's necessary to go into that. But once you decide what needs to get done, Jay, and what's important, I have learned a really powerful and um, way to do this. And I will be completely transparent. I did it one week and it was awesome. And the three, so I've, I've known it for four weeks now. Did it one week. It was awesome. The last three weeks, I haven't done it successfully, and I've started to feel this, this anxiousness, this anxiety of like, well, what does tomorrow have? What is the next day? And, and you know, feeling guilty of, oh, I'm going to pull with my kids, but I'm not getting done what needs to get done. And it's really simple. I think if I had one goal for everything we do and for every episode we record, Jay, is to have simple but powerful... And don't mistake simple for easy, right? But simple to understand yet powerful things to enact in your life. And I believe this is one of those. And that is this concept of closing your calendar. 
And I heard this from a person named Julie Stowen, who's just someone I follow. Um, she's she's got a cool marketing agency, and and she's gotten pretty big in the entrepreneur world, or at least the solopreneur world. And uh, she just put one thing out one day, and I was like, "Whoa, what a cool concept!" And it, this idea of closing your calendar is simply this: on a predetermined day, and for most people, it would make sense to do it Sunday night because. Monday is the start of their work week, right? So if that's you, then usually you want to do this Sunday night. On Sunday night, your calendar closes. And what that means is after Sunday night, nothing else can get scheduled in for that next week. So nothing else can get scheduled in for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You could even pull it out and say Saturday and Sunday of that next weekend too. Um, And it's a simple concept to say, if it's not in there by Sunday night, it doesn't get added in. And when I'm saying it doesn't get added in, I'm talking about specifically for me and specifically what she was talking about was business and work stuff. Um, and so she says, you know, hey, if someone contacts me on Tuesday and says like, let's get on a call this week to discuss this, she says, sorry, my calendar is closed. I can do it these times next week. And it's like when she said that, I thought, oh my gosh, if I close my calendar Sunday night, that would put my mind at ease for the entire week because I am setting rules for myself and for other people that I'm working with, right? And helping them out. And so I'm setting rules for myself and I'm saying, okay, if someone contacts me on Monday and wants to get on a call, well, then what does my schedule look look like next week? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when can you do it? And so you're not trying to add stuff into your week during the week. And we get, we get so caught up in trying to do that, right? Oh, I didn't get enough done on Monday, so let me try to add more in. When in fact, the, the important thing is not to add more in, but is to take the stuff that you thought was necessary already and pre-planned on Sunday mm. and get that done instead of trying to do more. Mm. I was just pondering the evolution of Trav because it's so funny. You you like live by the calendar, die by the calendar now. And the old Trav was... What's I, a calendar? Right. I don't even know how to access Google Calendar. Right. And, uh, you know, part of that I think was, well, I don't know. You can speak to it. My hunch is that you just, it felt as if taking... If you if you locked in too much, then you'd be like eliminating spontaneity, which is one of the great joys in travel and life, right? Uh, now it seems to have flipped where, you know, setting up rules and boundaries almost creates more freedom for you in a different way. Now, I just, I don't bring this up to pick on you specifically, but I bring this up because I feel like for some of this, well, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution, Right. And some people like you, like case in point, you know, up until sort of recently, you never really used the calendar in that way as a productivity tool. I've always liked the calendar because it's very visual. That was a way like I could kind of plan my week, but it's not the way everybody likes to do it. Right. Some people like to do pen and paper. Some people it's like a combination of things. And then some people, you know, maybe they get more anxiety if they don't have the spontaneity. You know what I mean? So I'm just curious if you can flash back and think back to your prior self if you know that was oh, I can, a lot I can flash you. back there because it's not gone. Uh, remember, do as I say, not as I do, right? <laughs> um, it, you know, this, this thing that I'm telling you, I told you right from the beginning, like this closing your calendar I did for one week and I loved it. And then the last three weeks I haven't. Case in point, even this week, 
I went against this and sent a message to our team saying, hey, can we get on a call tomorrow or the next day? You know, that would be a Wednesday or Thursday about this project. I should have pinged them on Saturday or Friday of last week and got it on the calendar already. So, um, yeah, Jay, I would fight against that notion that people get anxiety. No, all right, let me let me say this right away. I'm not fighting against the notion that people think they get anxiety from from being too planned. I'm fighting against the notion that planning will give them more anxiety than not planning because I was that way. I didn't want to have too too much planned because I wanted to be able to go with the flow, man. But what I realized is when you have entrepreneur's guilt and you try to go with the flow all the time, you're never doing anything right. No one knows how to work with you. I mean, this is a huge thing too, especially if you're working with other people. If you're doing it all by yourself, which is very few people, but if you're doing it all by yourself, and by all, I mean your business plus your life, you don't have kids, you don't have family, you don't have responsibilities, you don't have stuff like that, then maybe you could pull it off to a degree. But there's so many other people that are dependent on you. So not only are you doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for other people too. And um, what I realized was that I wanted to be able to go with the flow, but I didn't feel good going with the flow because I was always feeling guilty. And so when you start to plan stuff out, again, the, how much you're planning out is up to you. I'm not saying people have to plan out their whole, you know, they wake up at seven and they plan until seven at night. But for me, my planning is like, okay, what hours are you working, right? And then let's get better at planning which days are you doing certain things? Okay, Tuesdays you're recording podcasts with Jay. Tuesdays we're doing location indie stuff. So that's a little more micro. Then it becomes like, okay, what hours are you doing things, right? And so if you have nothing on the calendar at all, you just say, I'm going to work whenever I want. And I actually just talked to someone here in Costa Rica, a friend I just met named Chris. Um, he's completely single. He runs his own business. Um, he is like one of those people that could 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 pull it off with no schedule because of the responsibilities he has or or the responsibilities that he doesn't have, right? And he said to me, he's like, man, I can't do that. Like, I don't know how you, how you ever did it. He's 25. He's like, I need to at least have my mornings planned out or else I feel like I get nothing done. And so, you know, I am a poster child for thinking I could do it and uh, and reform to say, it just doesn't work. It, it really doesn't. I'm not saying schedule every minute of your day, but I am saying that when you try to have no schedule and and you try to just go with it every day, you are doing exactly what we're, we preach against. And that is being totally reactive because now the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? And the squeaky wheel is someone emailing you or someone saying it's urgent. The squeaky wheel is not the thing that you actually think is most important. It's what everyone else thinks is most important for you to do. Mm. And that's usually not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I like the wheel analogy. And also, you know, the, the I thought of a wheel analogy as well as you were talking. It was like your wheels are spinning, right? If you're really not sure what you're doing. But I think you nailed it. You're on you a said, hamster wheel. You're, yeah. Another you go wheel. on and on with the wheels. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't just serve yourself. It serves others. That's a hugely important point. And I think the third point would be that it prioritizes what's important, right? Like we have a standing call. We have standing meetings with our team. We and I have these big picture calls. We do podcast recording calls, things like that, that are already on our calendar. So we will never run into the situation where it's Sunday night and our calendars are closed and I won't be able to do the big picture call with Trav because it's always there. 
it's it, we prioritize it. So it's another exercise I get, you know, when it comes down to it, I think it's a great tip, right? Not just a tip, but it could be a game changer for a lot of people. But in some ways, also just saying, close your calendar on Sunday night, it's an arbitrary rule like most productivity things, right? It's a made up thing. So like that might be something that works perfectly for some people. Maybe for some people, it's, you know, pl- planning your whole week and doing something you know, different, or maybe you close your calendar on a Friday or whatever. It's not the the day and the time. It's the general idea of like, whatever rule you create your, for yourself or implement for yourself, make sure it does these things for you, right? Like it serves you so you can disconnect. It serves others uh, outside of yourself, maybe your team or your customers or whoever. And it allows you to prioritize what's important. Can I be contrarian a little bit? And and it's not really contrarian. I'm trying oh, to like, oh, let's, sure. let's pick a debate. But I, I will agree with you that it doesn't have to be Sunday night. But what I would say is it should be the same time every week, right? Because when people, and I know this is, because I'm telling you, this is me. This is unorganized, unstructured Trav talking. I know when I say, well, I'm just going to close my calendar. Well, but this week, like, let me keep it open until Tuesday because I'm not sure what I'm doing Monday. And it's like, it's not going to get done because the whole purpose of closing your calendar is to force you to do the things before that time, right? You're putting, you're putting guidelines on yourself. So I'm with you that it totally doesn't have to be Sunday night for everyone, but it should be the same time every week so that everyone knows, especially you, where you say, for me, like again, my normal work week starts Monday. So for me, Sunday night makes sense. I actually probably should set it you know, and I should, if you think Sunday night and you know your team or other people aren't working during the weekend, really it should be almost like, well, Friday afternoon, 90% of stuff should be in there because I don't want to throw something on someone on a Saturday or Sunday. What if they don't check their email? Then they get back to me on Monday. Oh, but it, so, you know, you have to do what works for you, but I think you have to be steadfast and say, this is, this is going to become a non-negotiable if you want this strategy to work. And so for me, it is, it's like by Friday afternoon, I should have the next week planned. There's no reason not to, right? Uh, you know, you and I have our standing calls. We, we There are stuff that are, are in our calendar every week. And so then it becomes, you know, it probably would take me, Jay, 15 to 30 minutes max to think, what are the things we did this week? What are the things we want to accomplish next week and the following week? Okay, wh- who needs to schedule on a call and let me contact them, right? Because it's not that many things for us. Um, and yet I still don't do it. So... Um, I just, I love this concept. It was simple. It's crazy effective. And it, like you mentioned, it helps you, but it mm-hmm. also helps your team and it helps everyone around you to draw I, I boundaries. Get, I mean, it comes I, back to boundaries. I get it. I'm still struggling with it a little bit. I mean, I, I to use a real why? Tell example. me why, like, why are you struggling with setting, well, but with saying like by today, this date, I'm going to close We my have calendar. a project that we want to move on and we need to move on quickly. Right. So it's like, Okay, well, I'm not going to wait a week to talk to Lily and to talk to Casey and to make another call to somebody that, you know, we're thinking about, you know, maybe bringing on or working with in some capacity. Like, I like because if I wait a week, then it's like, first of all, there's the back and forth emails of scheduling things when like if everybody's available and I have like a little flex time, then I can just get it done, get it off my plate. Right. So it's like now these are big picture things. So I'm not trying to add like small minutia. These are like important things and I want to keep things moving forward. So why am I going to wait a week to talk to Lily when we have our team call after we're recording and I can just talk to her right after that and just schedule that in. 
I get that. Chris I, is I, buzzing I, us I, out, by the way. But that's yeah, Chris, can... let us debate for a few minutes here because um, I I totally get that. I told everyone I just did that with the team, right? Like I want to work on this project, and and I want to get this data, and I want to have this meeting, so I want to do it tomorrow or the next day. But here's what it forces you to do. If that happens, like let's say I really did say my calendar's closed and I knew today, I'm like, oh, I really want to get with the team and I want to get this call. And I'm like, and I held to it and I said, I can't, right? What that forces me to do is you better believe on fr- right now, I'd schedule it for the earliest possible time next week, right? Because I want to get done. And on Friday, I would sit there and I would think ahead to say, listen, you don't want to get yourself in that situation. So make sure you're m- being proactive, right? And it would it, it would then force us like, Last week, but we you still, knew, but, but in the end, you still lost a week. You still but lost. Last a week. week, we last week we knew the things that we would need to do. Like these new th- these things that we're talking about, getting on the schedule, were not things that we wouldn't have known to do last week. We just didn't take the time to think about them. Yeah, but like a lot of the conclusions we came to came from a couple calls, right? And we didn't reach those cl- conclusions till after a couple calls. So I'm just, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. I get the general philosophy. I don't know if it's realistic. Do all the time. But I think as a general rule, you know, if if it feels good for me and I don't mind adding in some things, like I like the idea of kind of landing somewhere in the middle. Or maybe it's like, you know, the 80%, 80% of the time I close the calendar, but I leave 20% open for like, you know, flex situations, maybe a little spontaneity, maybe some calls that are big picture that come up based on conversations I've had and we have, have an opportunity to connect with some, you know what I mean? Like if that makes me feel good and I still don't have the anxiety and it doesn't send me down like those negative pathways we discussed, then why can't it be some kind of hybrid solution? I, well, and maybe that does work for you and people like you. For me, it can't be a hybrid. I, you yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Let me get it. Let me not say it. It's not that it can't be, but I know old unstructured Trav will completely rear its ugly head, his mm-hmm. ugly head, if it's not structured, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I know I need that. And so could yeah. you 80-20 it? Sure, but I'm not an 80-20 type person. I'm 100 no. or zero. And so okay. for me, <laughs> I know it has to happen. So people should be look at where, where they are and what they do. But I, I do think there's also this room, as you mentioned, for for other types of things to come up, right? Like what if we what if we said something like every call has to be on the calendar by the time the calendar closes, except for, you know, and then you start to make exceptions like, except for if Jay and Trav and I have an idea and they want to get on and they agree to get on calls with each other, right? But like the other stuff should be hemmed in. I, I'm just yeah, I'm just yeah. telling you where I fall. Um, I, you know, I, you know, it's just I think it's a great general rule, and I'm glad you brought it to the table for this podcast. And it's something I want to try. I'm just, you know, obviously there's some nuance to these things in in practicality in the real world. So I just wanted to bring up some points that maybe, you know, I'm feeling, or maybe some other people listening are feeling. But I don't want that to take away from the main message, which I do agree with you on. And by the way, I like that you go 100% or zero because when you're teaching and running, you know, these this awesome material bring to the side hustle success challenge, it's like you're holding everybody's feet to the fire so they get action. You're like, no, this is the way it's going to be. And I like there's no in between and I like that. So that's that that's really good. So that can definitely help a lot of people too. And uh, you know, it's um it is hugely important, you know, we're kind of like debating here and having fun, but also hopefully providing a lot of value. But in the end, you know, this is about like the mental health side of, of this game for the long term. 
you know, you could kind of be working all the time and you got to figure out a way to not do that. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard to sustain it. Yep. And I think it's like any program. If you hear me talk about closing your calendar and you're like, oh my gosh, that resonates with me, then you probably need to do it. If you hear me talk about closing your calendar and you're like, I mean, cool concept, but like, I'm pretty good with that. That's not a struggle I have. Then you probably don't need to do it, right? It's like anything, you know, if it resonates with you and you hear it and you get that visceral reaction like I did when I heard it, it was like, oh my gosh, that would give me so much more freedom. That would make me feel so much better. That's a sign that you need to do it. Um, and again, if you and if you if you heard it and you're like, well, I'm pretty good, then it's probably like you you probably don't need it. And so that's how I would tell you to to look at it. Um, and I think that ultimately that will help you get to the time freedom. Like everyone needs to follow a system. They need to follow a system that works for them. And I know for me in my life in the last three four years, when I've heard a system, like I've known right away if it's for me and if it's going to work. Mm. Or if it's not, because you just, you start to know yourself That's a really important point too, right? It's a bit of like this know thyself and what's resonating with you, but like, don't just gloss over the idea that setting up rules for yourself and boundaries isn't going to help you because it most definitely will. Yeah, totally. If you guys are listening and you want to work towards getting to the triangle freedom, remember that's time, financial, and Location freedom. That's what we do over at Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E. side hustle. Yes, we do it through side hustles. That's our main goal. We help you build side hustles so that you can eventually leave your nine to five job and work your way towards the triangle of freedom so you can live anywhere. You can work when you want. If you want to close your calendar, you can. If you don't need to, you don't have to. And you're not reliant on someone else for a paycheck. Um, if that sounds like the good life to you, we are going to help you get there. You can check it all out, locationindie.com. The most important thing you need to do over there, Jay, is sign up to the email newsletter because that will give you an inkling of everything that we're doing whenever we're doing challenges, big projects, small projects, plus you get an awesome weekly curated newsletter of all the best stuff that's happening in our world and in this location-independent world. And you can do all that over at locationindie.com. And it's free. I wonder if I'll ever be able to work from outer space. Wouldn't that be cool? Hey. I you know I'm cool if I never have to work from outer space. Just like that scares me a little bit. Floating around, kind of like I don't know how you use a mouse. I could probably figure out. Maybe I use no gravity. I guess anyway. Yeah, it's a touchpad, dude. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Peace. Peace.